Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Last year at this time, Russell M. Nelson, president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, issued a challenge, an invitation really, for the people of the world to flood social media with messages of gratitude in the face of various social and societal challenges, the impact of the pandemic, and so on. Uh, Take a listen. As a doctor, I know the value of good therapy. So, dear friends, may I prescribe two activities to help us experience the healing power of gratitude. First, I invite you, just for the next seven days, to turn social media into your own personal gratitude journal. Post every day about what you are grateful for, who you are grateful for, and why you are grateful. At the end of seven days, see if you feel happier and more at peace. Use the hashtag GiveThanks. Working together, we can flood social media with a wave of gratitude that reaches the four corners of the earth. Perhaps this will fulfill, in part, the promise God gave to Father Abraham that through his descendants, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Second, let us unite in thanking God through daily prayer. Jesus Christ taught his disciples to pray by first expressing gratitude to God and then petitioning him for the things we need. Prayer brings forth miracles. That's President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hard to believe that was a year ago. And the impact of that was significant, both uh, in the moment and over the course of the year. And to help us break that down today, very pleased to have in studio Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of the Church News, and Mary Richards, our former, we hate to say former, but she's our former colleague here at KSL, also with the Church News. Ladies, thanks both of you for joining us today. It's so great to be here. So and good. I, I can't believe it's been a year uh, of this. And Mary, I know you've done some reporting in terms of what happened. What was the fallout of all of this? Yes. So it's interesting to see that obviously there were the immediate impacts one year ago, but that those feelings are still being felt a year later, that people can still think, especially as their Facebook memories are popping up, saying, yeah. well, a year ago you posted about this. <laughs> Do you remember? And they are immediately just filled with that same feeling of that peace and gratitude and fulfillment they had from that whole campaign, that Give Thanks campaign. Yeah, it was such an interesting invitation uh, for the president of the church to make that to people around the world. Uh, Sarah Weaver, you have uh, followed President Nelson around the world. You've seen 
him both extend his gratitude. He's he's such a gracious individual. And you've also seen him receive gratitude uh, from people around the world. Tell us about that. Well, you know, when, when President Nelson walks into a stadium filled with, with Latter-day Saints, there is an immediate sense of gratitude. People uh, show that through silence. They show that through respect. They often stand when he comes in. And and so in his lifetime, he has received so much gratitude. I also loved the fact that this message, though, wasn't directed just towards Latter-day Saints. This is a message by a world religious leader to the world. Mm, absolutely. And uh, Mary, as, as you've looked at that and you've spoken to some people who participated last year and they're kind of having that moment, as you describe, it's popping up on their Facebook memories. Uh, what are people feeling now going into it, It's interesting. We've we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We still have challenges of all kinds. Uh, and yet uh, gratitude still is kind of the answer, isn't it? it? It definitely is. That whole give thanks hashtag. I, I loved sharing the story in this church news article this week from Goldie Burt. She is 80. She was 88 then. She's now 89. And she said the prophet invited us to share on social media. I'm going to learn how to do social media. And she wanted to share that with her family. These are the things and, and things in my life that I have found to be grateful for. And so many people, you'll hear it on the Church News Podcast this week with Sarah, uh, speaking about the immediate um, trending that happened. I mean, millions yeah. of posts around the world. Yeah. And uh, President Nelson, I want to play one other clip before we uh, go back to Sarah here. President Nelson uh, says that gratitude is an effective way to combat all of our struggles. Over my nine and a half decades of life, I have concluded that counting our blessings is far better than recounting our problems. No matter our situation, showing gratitude for our privileges is a fast-acting and long-lasting spiritual prescription. We'll talk a little more about uh, President Nelson as both a man of science and a man of faith, but he kind of got to the heart of it uh, right here in terms of counting blessings rather than recounting problems. Uh, and again, Sarah, you've you've seen him live this. You've seen him implement this uh, in places around the world. Well, and you know, President Nelson has the advantage of having a whole nine decades of perspective. So in this message, he talks about seeing a Great Depression and a world war and the rise of terrorism. And and then he actually shifts and he talks about seeing, you know, medical advancements come on and Mm. the Internet come on and and the change that that he saw in his lifetime that was brought about by air travel. And so he did it himself. He said, there are these horrible things that have plagued my life. And and yet there are some great, great blessings, and all of us can can find great joy and peace by focusing on the blessings. Yeah. In fact, uh, Sarah, you pointed out earlier today as we were kind of noodling on uh, this for our Thanksgiving week uh, that in this message from a year ago, uh, President Nelson actually spoke about really great loss, the, the loss of, of his wife, Dancil, and just how hard that was. And yet even within that, there's still space for gratitude. Yeah, I thought that was so sweet that he shared that. Um, the loss of his wife. She died of a heart attack. And when you think about that, that's the very thing he was trained and spent his whole life preventing. And then he was powerless to change the outcome for his own wife. He also talked about the loss of his two daughters to cancer. And, And so somehow in this part of where he is showing us some vulnerability himself. It sort of allowed everyone who was sharing the Give Thanks messages on their own social media journals 
to to also be vulnerable. Yeah, that courageous vulnerability, I think, is something that we're so lacking. Uh, and, and ingratitude is also part of the challenge. Uh, William George Jordan uh, said, ingratitude is the most popular sin of humanity. Uh, he said, it's forgetfulness of the heart, which I thought was a great phrase. Uh, the individual who possesses it finds it the shortest of cuts. It's the shortcut to all the other vices is when we don't have gratitude. Uh, real quick, I'm going to let you do the tease into the next segment, Mary, because you know how to do this. Uh, we're going to talk about some science coming out of BYU mm-hmm. in terms of what the power of gratitude really is. Yes, it's more than just counting your things. This is a way you can have a deeper, richer Thanksgiving. It's all about where those blessings come from. And we'll talk about that next. All right. We'll take a quick break. Mary with the perfect out. Fantastic. Stay with us. Much more on gratitude, the power of it, why you need it, the impact of it on your life, your world, our community, and the country. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. We are staying with the question just a little bit longer. As Einstein said, it's not about being any smarter. You just have to be willing to stay with the question a little longer. And I don't think there's any question that's more important than the question of gratitude, especially on a Thanksgiving week. Uh, Really pleased to have joining us in studio, Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of the Church News. And uh, I just have a hard time saying this, Mary Richards. Mary Richards, also of the Church News. (laughs) And uh, we miss her here at KSL News Radio. Uh, We've been talking about President Nelson uh, giving a challenge and an invitation to the world one year ago. I just can't believe it's been a year. Uh, But I want to go back to that before we dive into some of the research around it. As President Nelson really gave this invitation into the challenges that we were facing, but he approached it, uh, Sarah, as you often reference, as both a man of science and a man of faith. As a man of science and as a man of faith, The current worldwide pandemic has been of great concern to me. As a man of science, I appreciate the critical need to prevent the spread of infection. I also honor the devoted service of healthcare professionals and grieve for the many whose lives have been upended by COVID-19. As a man of faith, however, I view the current pandemic as only one of many ills that plague our world, including hate, civil unrest, racism, violence, dishonesty, and lack of civility. Sarah, you've you've, uh, seen President Nelson take on a lot of these big issues of hate and incivility, uh, and it seems to be increasing uh, amongst the, not just with President Nelson, but many other of the senior leaders of the church uh, over the course of the past year. But it started with this idea of gratitude. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting to me that, that the year 2020 was such a crazy year. It, it wasn't just defined by this pandemic that impacted, very few things impact every single nation. Right. And it, it really brought the world to its knees. And you have President Nelson issuing an invitation to the world, and he he does it not just as a world religious leader, but he also brings to that invitation his own background as a medical doctor. In fact, as a world-renowned medical doctor, and and then he t- then he says it right out. He says, "I'm I'm issuing this both as a man of faith and as a man of science." 
Yeah, love that. Mary Richard, speaking of the science component, you've been digging into some science uh, from uh, BYU. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is a fascinating look at gratitude. So I would reached out to BYU on Friday when I was writing this article about the anniversary of Give Thanks and looking at the impact on people's lives when they started yeah. to really list their blessings. And they said, yes, of course, it's important for us to be grateful, to think of what we have. But here's the key part that has to be some indebtedness in there, noticing where these blessings come from. Mm. If you are grateful to God for your blessings, you are going to see so much more fulfillment in your life. Mm. You're going to feel so much happier for it versus just saying, oh, I have these things because things can be taken away. Yeah. Things can be can go away like we saw in the pandemic. So this research from Janae Nelson is so fascinating about how when you have that gratitude, especially with that sense of indebtedness, it leads you to be more empathetic. It leads you to be more pro-social, more charitable. You're willing to give more of your time. Um, and you think about all the, the hymns we sing about those very topics, how I'm blessed, therefore I must go out and, and work yeah. to help bless others. You yeah, know? That, that compassion. And I think that patience comes along when you really start to realize how dependent you are. Uh, suddenly your patience with the person who cut you off on the freeway or the person who's being slow at the checkout counter uh, or that annoying colleague at work, whoever that might be, uh, you, you get a little more patient that way. Uh, I want to go back to President Nelson one last time uh, because he talked about so many things. Like it's it's way beyond just kind of, okay, we have food on the table, we got roof over the head. Uh, there's much more, in the, and I found the deeper you dig in gratitude, the more you realize how ungrateful you usually are. We can all give thanks for the beauties of the earth and the majesty of the heavens that give us an inkling of the vastness of eternity. We can give thanks for the gift of life, for our amazing bodies and minds that allow us to grow and learn. We can give thanks for art, literature, and music that nurture our souls. We can give thanks for the opportunity to repent, start over, make amends, and build character. We can give thanks for our families, friends, and loved ones. We can give thanks for the opportunity to help, cherish, and serve one another, which makes life so much more meaningful. We can even give thanks for our trials, from which we learn the things we would not know otherwise. Most of all, we can give thanks unto God, the Father of our spirits, which makes us all brothers and sisters, one great global family. It's so interesting to me, Sarah, that uh, President Nelson uh, took this course, again, starting with an invitation, not just to the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but really an invitation to the world, uh, and how that extends to suddenly you're thinking about all of these things, and suddenly you find yourself having real gratitude for a wide range of people, people may, you may not normally think about when you're kind of counting your blessings. Well, you know, and he says, no matter your situation— he says, no matter what's going on in your life, showing gratitude for what we do have, he called it a fast-acting, long-lasting spiritual prescription. Now, think about <laughs> <Love> that. that. <laughs> fast-acting, long-lasting. And and when you think of even the term gratitude, mm. the, the term gratitude comes from a Latin word. It, it means grace and mercy and thankfulness, mm. and it, it personifies elegance. 
And, you know, it, it actually demands that all of us be very intentional. You, can, you cannot show gratitude passively. Yeah, you, have, you do have to be very intentional. And I love the bringing in the, the word grace. I, I think back to Mayor Erin Mendenhall early on in the pandemic. She talked about, you know, yes, we need social distance, but what we really need is social grace. Uh, and that social grace does lead to that gratitude. Uh, Mary, one last quick question for you. Uh, as you looked at some of this research, uh, what, what surprised you? Uh, about gratitude. What uh, what are you doing a little different as a result? I'm definitely changing the way we do our Thanksgiving dinner when we go around the table and say, list what you're grateful for. And, and I think I'm going to add in that note. I am grateful to God for this. I'm grateful mm. to God for you um, because of praise God from whom all blessings flow, right? Mm. Is immediately came to my mind. And I'm thinking too about being grateful in any circumstance. Like you've been talking about yeah. elder Dieter Effigdorf spoke about that elder Joseph B. Worthland, come what may and love I it. Love it. Yeah. So those kinds of things, knowing that trials are still ahead of me and my family, I don't know what they are. That's my sweet anxiety talking, <laughs> but that we can, we can change our, um, personas and our demeanors to be grateful and to have that attitude and that grace yeah. that we talked about. Yeah, Sarah, one one year later, uh, where's the gratitude meter in, in your world? Well, you know, it's hard to not recall searching through all of those social media posts last year <laughs> and seeing what people were grateful for and feeling so grateful for for yourself. I remember thinking, well, everyone's grateful for their family and their homes and this country. And, and it was so easy for me to think of other things to be grateful for. And, and gratitude really does make us more grateful. It, it, it's a circular thing. We, yeah. we see other people's gratitude, and we want to be grateful too. Yeah, fantastic. I'm going to close out with uh, one more from William George Jordan. He said, let us conceive of gratitude in its largest, most beautiful sense, that if we receive any kindness... We are debtors, not merely to one person, but to the whole world. Let us realize that it is in kindness to all that we can begin to repay the debt and kindness of one. Much more to come on hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSNL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.